to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so happy to have you listening. Um, If you are new to the podcast, welcome. My name's Rachel. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I own and run a Good Feeling Dog Training based in Denver, Colorado. Um, You will hear lots of stories of my two dogs, Tiva, who is our old lady. She's 12 and Waylon, who is our youngster, who is is too. So I'm so glad you're with us. Um, I'm really looking forward to today's episode. I'm going to talk all about how to motivate yourself to train your dog. But before we jump into today's episode, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I have some really great episodes coming at you in the future. I mean, really great. I have some fabulous guests. I think you guys are really going to dig the episodes. Um, I am going to talk about uh, dispelling breed miss. I am going to talk about um, teaching your dog to be good on a patio and in social situations. I'm also going to talk about consent in dog training and what that means and what that looks like. And then I'm also going to talk about physical health and why your dog's physical health really matters and how that impacts the behaviors that you see from them. Um, All of those episodes I'm going to have guests for, so I am super duper looking forward to it. And then if there is a topic you would like me to talk about on the podcast, please feel free to send me a DM over on the Instagram at a good feeling underscore in CO and let me know what you want to hear about. I really started this podcast for you guys, right? I want to share more knowledge so that we can all be better dog owners and so that the quality of your life and your dog's life can be improved. So yeah, just let me know. Um, If you follow us on the gram, you know that we were on yet another outdoor adventure. Um, This time of year in Colorado is just so magical. So we took full advantage of it. Um, My husband and I went camping. We met some friends up there. We camped um, next to a reservoir and it was so beautiful and it was so much fun. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do such awesome stuff with my family, my friends, and of course, my lovely dogs. So yeah, I hope wherever you guys are, you are well, and you've been able to get out and do some fun stuff with your dogs. I know that it's been really hot in a lot of places. Um, It has been very hot here in Colorado. Um, Thankfully, we can get up in the high country and escape some of the heat, but down in the city... It's been like 90s every day. So we're grateful to have air conditioning and be able to stay inside. So I hope wherever you are, fall is on the horizon and those temperatures (laughs) will start to drop. So um, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to read you the latest five-star review for Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. Um, If you have been listening and you are not already subscribed, be sure to click the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And then if you feel so inclined, I would be very grateful for a five-star review. So the latest review 
is from Melissa, and she says, informative and easy to digest. Rachel's podcasts are always jam-packed with wonderful information on a variety of topics that are so useful to dog owners. She really knows what she is talking about and makes it easy for the average dog owner to understand as well. Love listening. So thank you, Melissa. I so much appreciate you. Um, That was really my goal with starting this podcast, is I want to make information um, more accessible and easy to understand. And while I'm always using principles that are based in science, um, I understand that sometimes dog owners don't really care (laughs) about the intricacies of the science, right? What they want is to know how to implement it with their own dogs. So that's really my goal here. So I hope that this podcast has been informative and I hope you guys have been able to use some of the information that, you know, we've talked about to uh, change your dog's behavior for the better and really make both of your lives better. So yeah, if you like this podcast, please leave me a five-star review. You can do that over on iTunes. Um, I don't know if you can leave reviews on podcasts, I mean on Spotify or SoundCloud. I'm sure you probably can. So if you can, you can do that there too. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about how to motivate yourself to train your dog. So I hear this a lot from my clients that they feel overwhelmed, right? That like there's so much to be worked on that they don't really know where to start. And I feel you on that. Sometimes it just feels like there's so much to do that it, that it's hard to get started. So that's why I want to give you some tips and tricks for motivating yourself. So Something that I use a lot in um, not only motivating myself to train my dog, but motivating myself to do a lot of things in my life is I like to um, envision what I want the end result to be. Okay, so I'm starting there. So say... um, off-leash privileges are where I really want to go. And this is something that if you guys have listened to this podcast, you have heard me talk about before. So um, off-leash is super important in my life because I do a lot of hiking and it makes life a lot easier if the dogs can just be trusted to be off-leash. And this has definitely been a work in progress for Waylon's entire two and a half years of life is really being able to trust him to come back when I call him. So what I'm envisioning is us out on the hiking trail um, faced with distractions, people, other dogs, deer, um, you name it. And I'm envisioning um, me calling Waylon and he is coming the second that I call him. Ooh, it feels so good, right? And I'm really kind of, I'm getting into those feelings of how great it is just to be able to um, trust him to be off leash and it's easy and I don't have to stress or worry about it. So that's the end goal. So that's what I'm envisioning. Okay. So that's where I'm starting. What do I want the end product to be? Once I have that, then I like to write down um, a training plan to get me there. So Remember, your training plan should always start with um, training the behavior in a really low distracting environment so that your dog can be successful. So for Waylon, I was doing a lot of recall work inside the house and in our backyard and then working up to the more distracting scenarios. Okay, so um, I want you to have the end goal in mind, but remember, we got to look at how can we start small and simple so that the dog can be successful and then we can incrementally build on that. Okay, so then you need to be writing down what are your first steps? What are the first steps that you could take to um, work towards your end goal? 
So if maybe getting your dog to walk nicely on leash is your end goal, you're envisioning how great it feels to walk around with a dog who is walking nicely at your side and paying attention to you, then you got to look at maybe you need to start inside the house. You put the dog on the leash and you practice inside where they can be successful. Okay, and I think that writing down your training plan is pretty important because not only does that help you get clarity on like where you need to start and where you need to go, but I think that it also holds you accountable for making sure that you're not skipping steps in training. You guys have heard me talk about this before is that, you know, you can't go from basic math, addition and and subtraction to advanced calculus overnight. Okay, we don't do that to kids and we can't do that to dogs either. So if your dog is struggling with a behavior in a really distracting environment, recognize that tomorrow it is not going to be different. But that is why we're writing down a training plan and sticking to it so that slowly but absolutely surely we are getting to where we want to go. Okay, and I find that oftentimes um, people get impatient with their dogs, and I am not exempt from this. Okay, like we're all guilty of expecting too much of our dogs and getting frustrated, but remember, calm down. Okay, (laughs) you can change your dog's behavior, but it's not going to happen overnight, and nothing is life or death. Okay, just because your dog pulls on leash or doesn't come when you call them doesn't mean that you can't set up scenarios where they can be successful and eventually get to a point where they can come when you call them and they can walk on leash. Um, Like you guys know, uh, Waylon and I have been on quite the journey, and he really made me question some things about my ability to train dogs initially, but I tell you what, I write down training plans and I stick to them and it is reaping brilliant rewards. If you guys follow us on the gram, you saw my Insta story. Um, Waylon likes deer. Yeah, he will chase deer. And I'm always trying to set up scenarios where, you know, he's on leash if there's going to be a lot of deer. And I've done a lot of management in in that way. But um, recently on a hike, he saw a deer, started running towards the deer, and I called him and he turned on a dime and came right to me. And that is a reflection of a ton, a ton of training and setting up training plans so that we could get to that point. Okay, so you can get there. I want you to envision the end goal, but remember there's going to be a lot of itsy bitsy teeny tiny steps along the way. Okay, so that is another way I like to motivate myself. I envision what I want and then I write a training plan starting from square one with the end product in mind. Okay, so after I've done that, then I look at what I'm going to be using as a reward for my dog. Um, You guys know food is a pretty easy reward to dispense. Um, So I'm looking at what rewards do I need to have prepped and ready to implement my training plan. So for recalls in particular, I'm making sure that I have super duper high value treats prepped and ready. Um, So for Waylon, I have been using a lot of lickable stuff. So I actually just got some reusable 
pouches. They're like, you know, what you would put baby food in, but I'm using them for dog purposes. And I'm making sure that I have those prepped and ready. So the latest time I just put cream cheese and canned tuna into my food processor and I just blend it all together and then I put it in that pouch and put it in the fridge so that the next day when I'm going to practice recalls, I already have my high value reinforcements prepped and ready. So that is up to you. You need to have the reinforcements prepped and ready. You need to decide what do you want to use as treats? You know, if hot dogs are too slimy and you don't want to use those, find something else that you're comfortable touching in dispensing. Okay, and then once you have that prepped and ready, I tell you what, that really motivates me to train because I'm like, okay, I've got all these good reinforcements. Now I can put them to use in my training sessions. So that's something that super duper motivates me, right? As soon as I have that stuff prepped and ready, I'm like, all right, let's do some fucking training. Let's do this. Um, So yeah, that's how I'm motivating myself. I'm getting some rewards ready. Okay. And then, you know, something else that I think is really motivating for me is recording training sessions so that I can look back at them. And that way I can celebrate what I did right. I can celebrate the successes we had. And then I can get clear on what didn't work and what I need to change going forward to get a better result. So not only does it hold me accountable, but I find it very motivating. And, you know, I feel like in this day and age in social media, it's so much fun to share those videos of your training wins. So I find that recording my training sessions is also super motivating for me because not only can I evaluate what I've done and grown as a trainer, but I can also share my successes on social media. Okay, so um, I hope that this has given you some nice tips and tricks for getting yourself motivated. So remember, start by envisioning your end goal, what you really want to see, and really, you know, take some time to get comfortable with those feelings and the ease that that will offer you. And then once you have that end goal in mind, then you can formulate a training plan and make sure to write down those initial steps so that you can hold yourself accountable. Okay. And then make sure that you have reinforcements prepped and ready so that you are motivated to use them in training sessions. And then also make sure to film yourself so that you can reevaluate what you're doing and hopefully share with your followers the successes that you've had. Okay, and something else that I find helpful for motivating myself in dog training is really setting a small time limit on training sessions. So I think that sometimes people feel like they have to do like hours and hours of training every day. And while you can, you can do hours and hours of training. It is not super necessary to make meaningful behavior change. Just, you know, Training sessions in just a few minute increments can make a world of difference, okay? So don't feel like you need to do like three hours of training a day. If you can devote five three-minute training sessions to your dog on a daily basis, you are going to make a lot of progress. And as always, if you're feeling overwhelmed by your dog's behavior, enlist the help of a positive reinforcement trainer. That's what we're here for. We want to support you. We want to help motivate you. So if you don't know what your first steps of training should be, 
hire the help of a trainer. That's what we're here for. Um, you know, and there's so many options for training these days, right? In-person training, group classes, online training. Um, so really, there's so much training access at your fingertips. But remember, it should be with the help of a qualified positive reinforcement trainer. All right, you guys, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you and your dogs are well wherever you are. Please smooch those sweet puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co you can also find us on facebook at a good feeling dog training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com